1: Welcome to the Chloe Show. Innovative, inspiring, empowering, relevant, and entertaining. A lifestyle enhancement radio show and podcast for women who want to be more authentic and live a more meaningful, abundant, and magnanimous life. Got our situation? Call into our live show on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern for real solution-oriented suggestions, tips, and coaching to help you reach your personal and professional goals. Here's your host, executive and life coach, full-time author, model, and mentor, Chloe Taylor-Brown. Well, well, then. Hello there. On a Thursday evening, (laughs) I know that we're usually coming in to you live on a Wednesday afternoon, but I, you know, something came up today, and I want to do something just a little different. I am your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and you are here with me today on Uh, The Chloe Show And I have a a real special show line for you Today's topic is intellectual stimulation Setting ourselves up For a better life And intellectually speaking I'm going to be connecting with Carmel George An evolution strategist Who uses her innate abilities And personal experience as a musician Teacher, coach Skill and systems developer Biotechnology innovator scientist and team leader to support her clients in creating what they want based on a clear foundation of self-knowledge, self-understanding, and the cultivation of courage to freely be themselves. Hello, Carmel.
2: Hi, Chloe. Great to hear from oh, you.
1: you. Oh, wow. It's good to hear from you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Carmel is from Australia. And I met her, uh, I don't know, almost 10 years ago uh, in Dallas, Texas. We were both on a coaching course together, and we hit it off, and we stayed in touch uh, sparingly, mm-hmm. but more. we're going to do better over the years. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, Carmel, we reconnected some months ago, and uh, you've been doing a lot of excursions. As a matter of fact, I see you sailing. Uh, and where were you?
2: Oh, so, when that photo was taken, um, I was on a, a little ship <laughs> and we were sailing into Montenegro, into Couture, and uh, it is one of the most beautiful. Places I've ever been to and it's it's really kind of cool when you know you open the curtains from your ship in the morning and there's a castle right outside your window so that was one of the things that um, I, the women in my family got really excited about that first morning there's a castle outside our window <laughs> and I'd, and you know it's kind of cool because as a little girl you know who didn't want to be a princess having a castle, so we all got to kind of live that for a few moments that first morning.
1: Well, you know what? Just listening to you and sailing with your family, the women in your family, and your bio is very impressive and it seems very um, it's eclectic, but knowing you, it fits all into the woman I know as Carmel George, So tell us, how did you come to be this evolution strategist who's using your abilities as a teacher, a musician, a a coach, uh, a biotechnologist?
2: How do you do all these things? Uh, Well, I I suppose, you know, my first recollection of being challenged (laughs) was Um, you know was hanging spending time with my uncle and he recognised really early that I like to ask a lot of questions I would annoy everybody with the question why and he knew and noticed that uh, I would pick up on things really quickly I could solve problems really easily so um, I spent Probably between four years old and sixteen, spending most weekends with him, uh, and we would do things where um, it would really stretch my, um, you know, my mental abilities, my analyzing abilities, um, my problem-solving stuff. We'd play games, and I wasn't ever considered to be a child. If I wanted to see and I just had to go along with the show. So I was spending time with people who were 14, 15 years older than me on a regular basis. And then in terms of the music, the music came in for two years from about, again, four years old. Um, My mum tells me that I constantly was on her case about, you know, I want to learn how to play the piano. I want to learn how to play the piano. And... You know, at first she thought maybe it was just going to be a passing thing. Um, But because I'm persistent and that's something that's continued all through my life, I am very persistent, decided I want to do something. Um, She she decided after two years, this is probably something that I was definitely going to do and stick with. So uh, she enrolled me into getting music lessons. So that's how all of that started. And then as time went on, you know, I... I did the music and I loved it. Um, I didn't really love being placed in front of an audience to play, but I did it. (laughs) And it definitely stretched me and challenged me, brought up a lot of fear. Uh, And then over time with with that natural instinct for problem solving. I really loved science. I really loved the fact that it answered a lot of questions for me, it answered my why's. It also showed me a way of finding out my answers too. And so Mm -hmm. instead of going on to do music as a career when I finished school, um, I went into, um, I actually went into like a medical based science degree which was to set me up for working in a diagnostic laboratory. That was a little boring though, but I went on to do honours and actually do a research career. And, and, you know, the best time of my life was when I was working in biotechnology, developing diagnostic tests, and also just trying to see if when I was working with this new technology team, can we create something that's never been done before? We've got it on a piece of paper, and it was my job to see if I could actually make it happen in real life. And uh, so you know, that you was awesome. All
1: the, all the things that you just described, the music and the being in the laboratory with biotechnology and being mm-hmm. inquisitive. And so let's just fast forward today to you yeah. being an evolution strategist. What right. is an evolution strategist, and how did you, have you incorporated all of your innate abilities and in your personal experiences to become that?
2: Right. Well, what I found out when I worked in a laboratory was I really wasn't that interested in the science. I became more interested in in students, and what I noticed was. What my uncle did for me in honing in on what I was really great at, I was also able to do for other people. And so to help help these students become more confident within themselves and to really grow as a scientist or into whatever they wanted to be past that point of being a student, um, I used that ability to get really present, get to know the person, notice what their natural their innate ability was and then get them to focus on let's see how we can grow that and make it stronger because if you can get confidence in that it gives you confidence to try other things because it creates like a stable base or a stable foundation for you to move off and into life with
1: well it sounds like what you were doing was stimulating them intellectually um Inspiring them, getting them to uh, not ignore their inquisitive inclinations and to encourage that. Uh, so was that, would you call that, and I don't know, I'm just kind of going along with this, would that be the an innovative scientist in you, an
2: inquisitive scientist? I think that's the inquisitive part. And it's also... And it's also just having a love of people and wanting to and noticing what makes them unique as well and it's also you know it also draws in all the experience that i had as a musician because what i don't know if most people realize but music is really based on there's a lot of maths in music and there's a lot of detail And it's about patterns and hearing patterns, recognizing patterns and, you know, as well as the harmonies, you know, the frequencies and the energies. So everything that I learned in music, I could apply in science and then I actually have, I am actually qualified as a music teacher too. So I was able to take all of those skills into, well, you know, how can I, how can I help somebody Really, sort of hone into what they're good at, confidence, give them the idea that, you know, if you really put your mind to it, you can do it. But you don't have to limit it to just that. And you don't have to limit the skills that you learn just in science or just in music to only stay in that one area. You know, you can think laterally and you can actually apply it into other areas of life too, because there are specific skills that you learn that are going to be applicable everywhere. I love that. Now,
1: intellectual stimulation, you know what? That was so fun when I was doing a little bit of research about uh, intellectual Mm -hmm. stimulation. I found a new word that I had not seen before, and I guess it is relatively new also uh, in the dictionary, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Maybe you've seen it. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. spelled S-A-P-I-O. S-E-X-U-A-L. So is that sapiosexual or sapiosexual. Mm-hmm. And it's a person who is sexually attracted to intelligence and others. Now, we are not talking about anything sexual when it comes to uh, intellectual stimulation. However, I was really, um, I was really curious when I saw that in the same section and uh, it it reminds me of having a conversation yesterday uh, with the person and the conversation was about business and we talked about a few things and then after the the conversation was over, (laughs) the person said, oh, yay! uh, uh, Intellectual Stimulation or something like that and Uh it was so funny and you know what? After I was off the phone, it made me realize how many people are desperate for intellectual stimulation. Right. What Absolutely. do you think is happening? Why, why are we so starved for, from your perspective, why are we so starved for intellectual stimulation and, and intellectual
2: foreplay? I think, I think uh, these days, you know, we have so much social media, and we have so much um, you know, electronic interfaces that you know you don't really have like a direct one-on-one contact with someone first of all. And you know it's, I think there's also you know it's also more like an art to being able to conversation. And to you know and to also find someone that's interested in the same topic that you are, so you can get that intellectual stimulation, you can get those juices working and really start um start opening up an area and just converse about different viewpoints, but be respectful of listening to what the other person has to say and how they look at it as well too, and also.
1: Being interested in what they have to say and letting those words penetrate you and you absorbing it and being present with that person and allowing that person to be present with you to really engage a person. I, I feel that even when we are together, we're having conversations that most of the time we're rushing people along so they can complete what they're saying so we can jump in and say what we have to say.
2: So it's not allowed. We're not even feeling that person. Right. Well, and, you know, one of the things that I notice is that there seems to be a huge scarcity of people being heard, acknowledged and understood. And, you know, somebody, when you have, you know, two people together, you know, somebody has to actually stop and listen so the other person can speak and then maybe switch over and uh, reciprocate the listening and yeah, so sometimes too though, if you don't feel like you have a safe space to express yourself, you you know, it's hard to get that that intellectual stimulation started in the first place.
1: It really is and um I know that coaching is great, therapy is great, counseling is great, group projects would be great. Um I think that maybe we should, you know, just practice more communication and listening. I think those would be the first two things. Is the the
2: we just lost you, Chloe? Staticy.
1: Okay, Carmel, am I there now? Am I yes?
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. So we to okay. you when you said about wanting to, um, you know, talk about groups, you know, counseling, that sort of thing. Yes,
1: I'm saying that these types of things are good.
2: However, um,
1: it's great that we could each practice our communication and also the nonverbal skill of listening and allowing a person to, to, to really get what they're saying and to be understood. What you said was heard, acknowledged, and understood.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that's probably really, really important too is sometimes you have to be wiser about who you're going to choose to have the conversation with because not everybody wants to wants to hear what you want to talk about. So sometimes it might be wise (laughs) to check in first. You know, are you interested in this? And, you know, it'll at least save you from feeling like you've been rejected. Okay. If you launch into it and you get shut down. Well, so
1: we were working on mantras just this week and last week. Mm -hmm. And right. Tell me and tell the listeners how you feel about mantra words, people, us, individuals knowing who we are more to be able to be better
2: engaged in communicating. Um, well, I can. Well, my first thought is when I was going through the mantra process to pick out the words that describe me or that reflect me um, I really had to um, yeah I actually end up with this two pages that just look like uh, words all over the place I had to I had to really think about what are the words that people use to describe me um, how do I describe myself? I even went and looked at other profiles and things that I've done in the past to see. Well, is that still relevant now? Because I've grown and changed so much since doing some of those things. So that was a really interesting exercise. It was interesting to know where where my flinch factor was. Where it's like, you know, can I really say that I'm excellent? Can I really say that I'm genuine? Um, am I? Can I live with that? does that sit well with me? But in then taking those words and narrowing well, narrowing, narrowing down the list and then taking those words and actually going through the dictionary to look at what does it mean, what is the Latin derivation of it and just pausing while I read it to see you know, how does that sit with me you know, does that make me feel like, wow, yeah, that feels nice. That feel that warms my heart. That makes me feel bigger. Or is it like, oh, not quite it. Okay, maybe maybe I need to look at some synonyms, some other words that are similar, but it doesn't feel quite like it. So that was that was a really really uh, expansive, empowering process for me to do. And in being able to really nail down on those ten words to reflect me, um, well, it definitely got rid of my doubts. When uh, when you asked me about being on this show, you'd asked me a week earlier before we actually got the mantra in place and and uh, articulated and specific. And I sort of had some doubt and some flinch away from it. Um, and then you very wisely asked me like two hours after doing the mantra, and you knew that <laughs> it definitely indicated to me um, that it was like, yeah, this is it, this feels right. Um, I had no hesitation in saying yes. So th- I guess the the short of it is that when it feels right, and it totally, totally indicates every single word. It just gives you um, gives you a really strong foundation and a really stable place to go. Yes, I can actually get into action using these things as a support and as a. Um, I don't know. It's my ground. As your
1: foundation, as your foundation. As
2: it's yeah, my, as my foundation. It's, yep. Yep. It's as my
1: center. Exactly. So now I had forgotten that, that I'd asked you about the show a week or so ago. I really have forgotten that. Uh-huh. Um, but but from your perspective, you were saying no or you were hesitant where you never said yes the first time. But after you finished your mantra, mm-hmm. your foundation was solid enough that you didn't hesitate. <laughs> Is that what you're saying?
2: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, can you show us? About... It was about, it was really about, you know, I've got the words. Now I need to uh, show up and actually put them into action. <laughs> so, the cool I need thing to be about the words I said. that.
1: Yes. The cool thing about that for me is that I always say that with the coaching and the path and the mantra, it gets you into action right now, not tomorrow or over there. Mm-hmm back there, but right here, right now. So from that perspective, you're, you're saying to me that when you completed your mantra, you were able to get into action right
2: now, right here. Yes, and it basically... Cleared out all the, all the interference, if you want to call it that. You know, it's like when you have um, a radio station, if people even listen to those things anymore. But, you know, in the old days where you'd have to try and tune it in <laughs> to the precise frequency to get a clear signal. Um, like the down, The mantra, like the basically, the, the mantra clears up that signal, gets rid sort of all the interference. So, you know exactly Yes, this fits with where with me, or no, it doesn't. Excellent. Now,
1: I'd like for you to, if you can, uh-huh, tell me if not, then that's fine. that you creating the mantra with your words and that statement, does that mm-hmm. help you to have more intellectual stimulation in your conversations? Du- indirectly or directly
2: I think both And And I think it also Helps me To Know When and what to communicate And to whom as well Because I know that not everybody's going to have uh, The same words that resonate With me And with them so but if i can recognize something about them then you know i can at least be present enough with the person to be able to have an intellectual intellectually stimulating conversation that's in their area of interest and then we see where we go from there and just let it flow
1: that's awesome Now for me with the mantra in regards to setting myself for a better life, what it Mm -hmm. does for me, what my mantra does for me and what I would hope that it would that I know that it does for most of the people that I help to create one, it helps to guide us to our higher levels. And more specifically, it helps to guide us to accomplish our goals and objectives of what we've set for now or the next two years. It gives us a, a blueprint. It's like a, the North Star that we're going toward. It propels us, pushes us, and tells us uh, to mm-hmm. that. We can commit it to memory and get those words in our subconscious mind and let them lead us. Um, that's kind of what I how I feel about the mantra. When I'm feeling down, I can say my mantra in my spirit. I can say it under my breath or out loud, and I just feel so much bigger. And mm-hmm. um, and if I can, if I'm really on a roll, I am really into it. I'm I've clean slated. I've gotten the synonyms. I know the root. I, I know what that thing is doing. It's in me and it's working. And I'm feeling good about it.
2: <laughs> and watch out, Chloe is coming <laughs> along to, to inspire everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And it, for me, it's uh, it's helped me find my voice to actually be able to uh, to give me some courage to actually express a lot of the things that um, I know or I want to share, and to you know just to put it out there and if it if it if it stimulates a conversation you know if it makes someone stop and think give someone a moment where they look at something from a different point of view then that's great because that's also you know what coaching is about what personal development is about it's about can you can you look at life from a different point of view um, because, you know, the current one that you're looking at it with will only take you so far. And if you want to grow, if you want your context to expand, if you want more opportunities to come towards you, then you have to be willing to look at something in a different way.
1: Absolutely. You know, when I was doing this research, um, When you're doing these shows and you're Wanting to get more information It really does open up the space More To stimulate you even more Uh, There are some key behaviors If you're talking about A a big corporation or A business, a small business Also, and you're talking about Transformational leaders uh, What they do And the reason why transformational Leaders are so important Today is because uh, they're inspirational motivators, uh, they're idealized influencers, they're individualized consideration. That means when they're working with a person, they want to consider that individual and not the whole team. Even though if they're working with the team, they know that each team player, that each team is only as effective as each team player. And so they urge their followers to question assumptions and explore new methods and ideas. Um, I love leaders that ask you what do you think about what they created or what they're doing and what they want, and they really listen. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was a model and I was working in Milan, one of my favorite designers, and a lot of people don't know this designer, many people who are really into fashion know Gianfranco Ferre. Um, very feminine designer. Well, when I would do um, fittings, during the big uh, pratt to porter collections, that some of the models who lived in, in Italy would do the fittings for other models as well because we mostly had the same body type. So when i do the fittings and I'd walk, he would always ask me, what did I think? And that just mm-hmm. meant the world to me. Uh, He may not have cared, but to me, when he asked me what did I think and he wanted to see how I would flow in and i give my opinion, it really made me want to be a better model or a better fitting model or a better model on the runway. And I really appreciate him valuing what I thought. Um, So we were actually uh, stimulating each other intellectually, ideas. And so I really appreciate that. And also transformational leaders are actively seeking out new ideas and created solutions from their followers. And they don't criticize their followers and the people who are working with them and for them. Um, they, They look at things differently. And even if they end up rejecting it, they love that people are bold enough to express themselves authentically. And I know that that's, really big for you for people to be
2: genuine. Talk a little bit more about that. Right. Um Yeah, I well, I guess you know, I heard I heard someone say in a webinar I was webinar. listening to, you know, your mess becomes your message. Um and that really rings true for me because I, growing up, I felt like I had to be A, B, C, and D, and I didn't want to be any of those things, and I also didn't know how to voice it, but I knew that I probably just needed to go along with the ride until I could create a space for myself where I could really find out who I was, um, and it and it's at that point, or for me, at that point where I started to try and sort out, well, what is me, or who am I? and what's the stuff that everybody else wanted me to be. Um, and, and that's created a place where I didn't feel self-conscious anymore. You know, I, I could be just like, you know, this is who I am, and, well, you have to take me or leave me as I am, basically. And, uh, yes, you know, I I can get really excited about you know, creating a system which most people think is boring, um yes, I can be a pain in the neck in asking why I don't understand you know I need to know more um but but again, it's like you know. Getting that intellectual stimulation of talking to other people, you know, finding out, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to people who I thought were really genuine and really authentic. And just to find out, well, what have you done in your life? What do you focus on? You know, what's important to you? And most of them just simply don't give a a bleep about what anybody else thinks about them. They are doing their thing because they love to do it and they're passionate about it and and they find other people who are like that as well too and they have those intellectually stimulating conversations about whatever it is that they're passionate about and that drives them and encourages them and gives them um, more to work with and more energy to invest in what they love. Well, you know what, as you were speaking...
1: I was getting this image in my head with um, maybe eight, nine, ten individuals who are highly skilled at educing and drawing out the highest level of intellect from other people and stimulating them in these conversations, and then I started thinking about the new word, the sapiosexual. Everybody just being highly turned on by intellect and intelligence. Can you imagine what people
2: could create? Absolutely. You know, nerd would be the new trendy thing to be, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I used to joke with my friend, and um, when I was and I when I was still in research, and uh, you know, we would proudly announce everyone, "Yeah, we are squares." And I don't know if you use that term in the U.S., but a square is a is a uh, a lesser nerdier version, I guess.
1: Okay, um, I just but yeah, was we are squares,
2: okay. and we are proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are proud of it, you know, because we are. And uh, and it's, you know, and we really owned it. And the other thing that we really owned was that, you know, uh, we might have been one of the uh, older people in the group, but we we're also the shortest. And, um, you know, we knew how to have fun in a very serious environment. And it kind of irritated a lot of people that, you know, you could you could have fun with being a nerd and exactly. you can have fun with intellectual stuff you know it doesn't have to be serious it's you know you make it how you want it to be and my friend and i you know if we were going to spend you know some days we spent 14 hours working on an experiment I mean, if you're not having fun by the end of it, it makes it a very long, arduous mm-hmm. day. And and we did. We made it fun, and we got through. And um, yeah, we had a blast.
1: Well, what I don't understand is why so many people think that intellectual stimulation is boring, or you're talking about boring topics. It could be about anything from kites to um. Designing to uh, STEM, math, science, and research, and music, Mm -hmm. and
0: um,
1: baking. It could be about any topic. I think it's the way that you, the words that you use, your body language, including your facial expressions, um, your knowledge about the subject, how passionate you are about it. Um, asking questions, answering questions, all those things. It's not about any one particular topic. Uh, I, it's mm-hmm. just about getting high on intelligent conversations,
2: right? And, and and you know, innovation and creativity comes from being able to have those conversations. Or or if you don't have someone to talk to, can you read? Read stuff? Can you write it down? Can you at least, you know, actually use your mind, use that ability to think, to compare, to contrast, to wonder what if, what about this? Um, it's really, you're really trying to stretch it, mold it like working a piece of clay. Exactly. Well, this has been really
1: fun. What would you like for everyone to? Uh, Know about you or tell us what you're working on What's coming up for you for 2018
2: 2018, well it starts with some travel um, I'm sure my grandma is going to tell me very soon that she's forgotten what I look like. That's her way of telling me that um, <laughs> you need to come and see me in person. So a trip home to Australia is on the cards because uh, I don't I don't live in Australia anymore. Uh, and then for me, it's... Um, yeah, for me, what I am really, really interested in at the moment is... trying to put it into words but for me it's about okay can we can we kind of unlock or loosen up the things that make us flinch make us stop from reaching forward and just understanding new things about that and I suppose recently you know my big word at the moment is courage um and that word derives from basically core or meaning the heart. And you know, I would like to see and hear and read where we're becoming a world that sort of is more driven from the heart rather than the ego. And that and that's sort of something that I'm curious to watch. Uh, I'm curious to see how the world unfolds in the next few months as well and and just working with people to help them have some courage to basically show up and say, hey, this is me, this is who I am and you know, you have to take me as I am. And that is
1: really, really big. I think that um, when we learn to accept people as they are Which I am learning too um, in, in my personal life To to allow beingness Is that how mm-hmm. you say it? Allow grant. beingness To yeah, grant, so grant, beingness. grant beingness
2: Yes, yeah. exactly I, mm-hmm.
1: I think that if we could be aware of that That may be your, your big project for 2018 Is to, um, uh, to teach us all how to grant being this mm-hmm. absolutely so this, this has been a great show Carmel, I thank you so much for sharing your time with all of us and talking about intellectual simulation, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Chloe Show, I am Chloe Taylor Brown and we want to connect with you next time, so we'll see you next time, goodbye for now thank you for having me thank you for being here, bye bye
2: Fashion, fashion
1: elegant is a passion. I What you have skin